0: From Irmo to Istanbul, from Taipei to Tunisia, we tell the stories of the people who make the world of international disputes turn. We give glimpses into their lives and give insights from their experience. These accounts come from every sector and every industry from around the globe. Simply put, and without further ado, I am Chris Campbell, and you're listening to Tales of the Tribunal, where practice meets personality. Hello and welcome back to Tales of the Tribunal with Chris Campbell. I'm your host, Chris Campbell, here to tell you another tale, another story from around the wide, wide world of international law, business, and dispute resolution. Listeners, I have a little bit of an irony here for you. Over this week and the next couple of weeks, we're going to share with you more stories, more tales from Hong Kong, experiences from Hong Kong, including today's episode, which is a compilation episode of the conversations that I had with a few individuals while in Hong Kong when, well, in fact, I'm no longer there in Hong Kong. But that's okay, because through the magic of radio and audio can take you back to those experiences Hong Kong International Arbitration Week, which is now almost a month ago was a fantastic experience I really enjoyed getting to spend some time with the Hong Kong practitioners it's this really sort of interesting flavor of both East meets West there in Hong Kong and it's really one of these unique legal environments in the world that I think you can find um, a lot of different uh, traditions and backgrounds there were things like AI um, diversity international arbitration um, Hong Kong is a venue practices in international arbitration in Asia in particular, and, well, how the practice is evolving um, in Asia versus in other parts of the world. So it was a conversation, or series of conversations, I was really glad to be a part of, and I think you'll enjoy this uh, smattering of conversations from throughout the week. And then, of course, I'll be back on the other side of the show to bring you back into it. If, of course, you are enjoying the show, enjoyed this season so far, which is finally coming to an end please give us a like or a review, a like on LinkedIn, a review on your podcasting platform of choice, and if you're feeling really generous, let someone know about the show. It's literally, by word of mouth, is the single greatest way that people find the show. So thank you so much for tuning in, and without further ado, here are some conversations from Hong Kong International Arbitration. So Trevor, um, Again, we're here at day two of um, Hong Kong Arbitration Week. Um, you're here uh, from Australia, and you, know, um, you know, bringing some Australian arbitration perspective here as you're having this conversation. Um, what attracted you to Hong Kong t- Hong Kong
1: Arbitration Week in the first place? Thanks very much. Hong Kong's still very much a hub in Asia, and what's been interesting about this week and what I expected was that we would be meeting with global colleagues right around uh, the globe. We've had colleagues from America, from England, and lots of other the um, Asian countries, and uh, while Australia is an island, it isn't an island. We're part of the global community. We're a, a globally commercialised country, and so we trade very heavily with Asian counterparties. Um, uh, we have uh, huge um, trade trading relationships on a bilateral basis, but also a significant amount of foreign direct investment in uh, into Australia, and so. Uh, What that means is I've been able to share um, dispute resolution trends with my colleagues over here and hear from their perspective and we've been able to talk about what we think the future holds in terms of uh, the disputes that might originate between our two jurisdictions and so it's been very fulfilling and of course the other thing is um, the networking opportunities have really been unparalleled um, getting to know uh, people that we can refer work to and that we can have work referred from. Fantastic, fantastic and again um, you
0: know, I appreciate that lunch is getting ready to start here in just a moment um, You know, uh, listeners of the show will recognize that we just had um, a couple of episodes focusing just on Australia Arbitration Market. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do and how people can find you so that way yeah, they can stay in touch
1: oh thanks very much look through and through my firm and myself disputes only so whether it's a commercial dispute a financial dispute a corporate dispute related to the supply chain or otherwise um you can look me up i'm trevor with and i'm on linkedin or you can google our website au. i'd love to keep the conversation going wherever you are in the world get in touch thanks so much trevor. we'll see you later thank you very much
0: all right We're going to just chat first about Hong Kong Arbitration Week. You were here. You were on one of the panels here earlier in the week. We got a chance to see you. Tell us, what was the panel you were on, and um, how did you enjoy Hong Kong Arbitration Week?
2: Thank you so much, Chris. Well, it's great to be here, and I enjoy your podcast. So it's an honor to be on your uh, program. Uh, so we did have Hong Kong Arbitration Week. Uh, the panel that I was on was looking at issues of diversity, uh, what's happening, You know, where are we getting You know, uh, sort of what are the barriers what are the opportunities and how we can sort of make some progress uh the arbitration week was great it's just finishing um it's always a a reunion it's a it's a it's a buzzy time <laughs> people come from the region from overseas it's a chance to share updates learning uh reconnect uh this was especially a great year because it's been a lot of covid uh you know closed doors for some some time so it was nice to see
0: Fantastic fantastic and I guess um maybe the only follow up question I would have there is um as you think back on Hong Kong Arbitration Week maybe even outside of your panel um what were some of something memorable that maybe you remembered from the week or something that really stood out to you
2: Yeah um I would say, you know, I, I really enjoyed last night. I saw you there, Anna. We, it was the quiz night. Um, that's just a chance for some of the sort of younger arbitration community to come together, to have fun, to sort of recognize how little trivial knowledge we have <laughs> um, and and just, uh, you know, be together in, in sort of a community atmosphere. And I thought that was great. Um, it's a good tradition and I think a, a fun time.
0: So here we are, still um, with Hong Kong Arbitration Week. Um, this is now, I guess, a little bit of the post-game of Hong Kong Arbitration Week. Now that uh, the, the activities and festivities have died down, um, we have a very special guest with us. Someone that's also going to be doing um, a mainline interview, and it is um, a familiar face from season one. I'm talking about, of course, Miss Sherlyn Tung. Hey, Sherlyn.
3: Hi, Chris. How are you?
0: Doing well. I'm doing well. And so you um, were very busy um, over the last week at Hong Kong Arbitration Week. Um, What was it like to um, have Hong Kong Arbitration Week sort of being back in full swing and full effect um, post-pandemic? It was actually
3: really good to welcome everyone back. I think just in the summer, we were getting a little worried because registrations were somewhat slow. But from my understanding, Eric, who you spoke with earlier, has confirmed that over 800 people registered for HK Arbitration Week. We had over 525 people for the arbitration ball, which is a new record because we've never had so many people participate. It's good to see everyone here. I have to be honest. I'm a little bit upset because with everyone here, traffic was in full swing again. I couldn't get to my restaurants without a reservation. And you couldn't walk anywhere without running into someone. But it's also kind of nice to be back in that time again.
0: But that last one doesn't sound like a problem. I mean, that's kind of the whole point, right? You know, the sort of big uh, conference atmosphere that comes with an event like Hong Kong arbitration. Sorry,
3: let me rephrase that. I mean, like walking on the streets uh, or if you're like gymming mm-hmm. or if you're just kind of out drinking and you're trying to get away from the crowd. How just for a couple hours, but you turn around and whoop, there's somebody else, you know, which is a great thing because Hong Kong is big of a big of a city state as it is. It's also a really small community and you will constantly see people, you know,
0: that's right. And well, look, look, um, obviously, folks will be able to listen to uh, your interview to hear more about this. But what were some of your favorite um, moments and memorable moments throughout the week for Hong Kong arbitration week? This year?
3: I kind of boycotted most of the events, mainly because I registered what I thought was early, but apparently it wasn't early enough. So then I got waitlisted. And um and then i got a little bit miffed about being waitlisted so instead i started crashing events obviously my favorite of the week would have been the arbitration charity ball because the committee and our coordinators um, Marisol Somerville, whom also is a familiar name for the Viseast, put in their heart and soul. And I swear we didn't sleep for probably the last three weeks. That was a great evening. And then there was an after party until about 3 a.m. I did not participate in that. Mm. Um, my next favorite event was the ICC Hong Kong event. And that was, that was to be quite honest, um, a surprise. Because ICC Hong Kong only put together the panel and all the details two weeks before oh wow yeah there was no details on the website and we ended up having over 276 registrations generally speaking you never expect that many to come about 180 came so my bd team was not too happy however i was able to showcase how wonderful withers is and how beautiful our new offices
0: i mean that was uh the, the icc event that was almost standing room only that was uh, a very busy event so uh kudos and congrats to the team for doing that
3: please make sure to the shout out to diana yvonne and yvonne you guys did an amazing job thank you for putting up with me because they are always willing to do any event for any uh, organization that i ask them to help with
0: well yes shout outs indeed And if they're on linkedin we'll, we'll give them a tag uh So, um, well, look, uh, Sherlyn, uh, I think that's it for Hong Kong Arbitration Week. Anything else you want to say about the week in particular?
3: One thing I'm also really proud about for Hong Kong Arbitration Week. So the Arbitration Ball uh, donates money to two nonprofits that we choose every year, which is great. They're two wonderful nonprofits, Zubin Foundation and Help for Domestic Workers. Mm. But also last year, they started another, um, I guess, nonprofit charity, not charity, donation fundraiser, Hong Kong Legal Walk. Mm. And that started on Friday, and it goes all the way through, I think, the end of the year where all the firms will walk from Quarry Bay all the way down to Central, and you get these donations. And it's just really nice to see that Hong Kong Arbitration Week or Arbitration Week isn't just about private practitioners anymore. It really is kind of we want to get to know each other. We want to spread the word that Hong Kong is an amazing seat of arbitration, but we also want to spread the word that Hong Kong is also very charitable.
0: And good stuff indeed. Well, Sherlyn, thanks for your comments on Hong Kong Arbitration Week.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: And we're out. So there you have it. Um, that was a really fun time in Hong Kong. There were so many more people I wanted to talk to, so many more conversations that I wanted to capture. But I'm only one man and I'm only one podcaster. And so that just means I have to go back to Hong Kong again foreshadowing to have another set of conversations it was really great being there so many familiar friends faces and great experiences all the way around if you haven't been before it's absolutely one of the arbitration events that you should have on your calendar i think that uh, it was a great conversation i hope you learned a lot of things as well and well that's it um, next week we will be back in your newsfeed with more tales of the tribunal of course, we have another few series of guests before we wrap up this season, about three or four or so. Um, a couple of those will be in Hong Kong, and one of those won't be. So, wonder who those will be. In any case, I hope that you've enjoyed the show, and that is it for us this week. Tales of the Tribunal is produced by MoBeta Solutions. Show music is done by Joshua and Jaden Campbell. Thank you so much for tuning in for the show this week, and without further ado, don't forget, there's no disputing it. You're listening to Tales of the Tribunal. None of the views shared on today or any episode of Tales of the Tribunal is presented as legal advice nor advice of any kind. No compensation was provided to any person or party for their appearance on the show, nor do any of the statements made represent any particular organization, legal position, or viewpoint. All interviewees appear on an arm's length basis, and their appearances should not be construed as any bias or preferred affiliation with the host or host's employer. All rights reserved.